Hello, lovers. Welcome to Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. A few announcements before we jump into today's double date episode. Over in the social realm, we have had a couple of updates. So over in Facebook world, we have a new page that we would love for you to like, and that is the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast VIP After Party Facebook page. And that is where we post updates on new episodes, get a chance to chat a little bit with our guests. We also post a weekly question so we can keep the conversation going after the show and hear from you guys what you were enjoying about this week's show or what you have to share with us based on what we were chatting about. And over on Instagram, our page has been updated as well. So we are the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast now over on Instagram. And that is actually a completely new account. So if you were previously following us on Instagram, just make sure that you are following Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. And that is where we not only post updates about the show and episodes, but we also post a lot of pictures about food, like heart-shaped food and proposals in food, and just lots of ways to show you how fun and romantic food can be. Well, season one is going to be wrapping up in just a few weeks, and we want to hear from you. We have a super, super, super short listener survey to tell us about what you want to hear on future episodes. So simply head to bit.ly slash nn1survey to complete a short three-question survey, and you'll be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. And we'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Well, we have another giveaway this week. Our guest today, Judy Barb, is giving away a free copy of her book, Your Six-Week Guide to Live Best, Simple Solutions for Fresh Food and Well-Being. So simply head on over to Instagram to our Nutrition Nuptials podcast page, and you'll learn more about how you can enter to win a free copy of Judy's book. And if you're on our email list, you'll be getting info about how you can enter into the giveaway as well. So make sure you check our inbox. And if you're not on our email list, there's an easy way to change that. You're going to head over to nutritionnuptuals.com slash starter guide and get our free bride and couples starter guide, five days of meal plans, fitness and self-care. And just for grabbing that guide, you're going to be added to our mailing list. So you'll be updated and never, ever be out of the loop ever again with what's happening on the show. And finally, a shout out to the amazing, awesome crew at Podigy. We cannot make this podcast happen without them. They are the unsung heroes of this show. Podigy handles all our editing, our show notes, and they are absolutely amazing to work with. If you have a podcast or maybe you're thinking of doing a podcast and editing really isn't your thing and you want some help with it, simply head on over to Podigy. Dot co that's p o d i g y dot c o and tell them Taco and Mandy from Nutrition Nuptial sent you. You'll get twenty five percent off your first month of editing and have an opportunity to take a little work off your plate. Focus on making a great show and let them do the heavy lifting. So check out Podigy. Tell them we sent you, and we can't wait to listen to your show. And with that said, let's get this double date started. Hear the music. It's the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. 
Hello and welcome to Nutrition Nuptials Podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we when it comes to their health and wellness. I am Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who hates diets, and I am joined today by Taco. What's up? What's going, Taco? Nothing. It's a good day. We're going to have a, 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 do, a couples episode. Double date. Double date. That's We got a double date. Cool. And we got a double date joining us all the way from Wyoming. Wyoming. All right. These might be our first friends from Wyoming. I don't know anybody there currently. So, yes. I'm, I'm pretty excited. We have Wyoming friends now, so we can come out and visit, even though we don't ski or do anything that I think. <laughs> we'll go in the summertime. We hike. Yeah. We'll do some we'll hiking. We'll go on a hike, Nick. A hike, Nick. <laughs> Bring it back around. All right. Well, let's introduce our double date. So today we have Judy and Ken Barb. Judy is a fellow registered dietitian, food enthusiast, a recipe developer, a writer, and a blogger. Uh, Judy has two books, The Six-Week Guide to Live Best, Simple Solutions for Fresh Food and Well-Being, and Live Best. Uh, seasonally and a longtime regional newspaper columnist, she nudges readers towards delicious, better-for-you foods all on the same fork. So she delivers food, nutrition, and health information through digital, TV, radio, and print. And you can find some of Judy's recipes in uh, Cooking Light, Reader's Digest, Prevention, Time, Women's Day, Men's Fitness, and Shape all on there online. So check her out. She is a past chair of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Food and Culinary Professionals Practice Group. And she has been recognized as an outstanding dietitian. And given that resume, I can understand why. But she doesn't join us alone. She joins us with her husband of 40 years, Ken. Ken is uh, a songwriting, guitar playing attorney. I think I got to hire that. All right. Ken. We'll have to talk about uh, where he's playing. Yeah. Uh, But when he's not playing, Ken uh, works as a corporate business and estate playing lawyer. He has been listed as Mountain State Super Lawyer and selected as Best Lawyer in America in the specialties of corporate law, litigation mergers, acquisitions, and mergers and acquisitions law. So when he's not at work, Ken's interests uh, include photography, enjoying outdoors, and traveling, and a true Wyoming native. Ken appreciates the state stems and his family's cattle ranch. Awesome. Ken makes cappuccino in the morning and plans the morning workout, which is awesome. Together, I'm a little intimidated by the two resumes we have here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure we're qualified to hold this interview. (laughs) I know. We might have to flip the tables. You guys can do the interviews and we'll talk to you. So the only thing that you may have on them, they've traveled to 30 countries. You've been to maybe about Half of that. So you got that going for you. And uh, they have they have walked the Great Wall, hiked the Inca Trail, sift the bourbon trail. Let's talk about that. And Judy has led tours in Italy, teaching about the art of ordering and eating gelato. Wow. All right. Holy goodness me. We have so much to talk about. So I can already tell this is probably going to be like a two parter. Two parter, (laughs) top tenner. Yeah, it's going to be. This is going to be one of our best episodes. Yeah. So welcome, Ken and Judy. Hey there. Hey there. Oh, goodness. I I would say I don't know where to start, but I like to keep it simple. And the very first question that I like to ask all of my guests is, how did you meet? Well, so 
we met in high school and we were in, in, in uh, Casper, we have a drum and bugle corps called the Troopers and Judy and I were in the Troopers together and that's where we met. I was in the drum line and she was a flag and she marched in front of me and had great legs and <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> Of course, it, all, it always starts off with a pair of great legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, Judy, what made you turn around? <laughs> Ken always kept a good beat. You know, yeah. he's a drummer, and so he we like to dance. And because he's a drummer, he can always pick out the beat. So he'll go, "Oh, this is a foxtrot. Oh, this is a waltz. This is a whatever." <laughs> so uh, it's really fun to dance with him because because mm -hmm. he has that drum beat, but. But he no longer plays the drums. He's turned to the guitar. Well, you still got you still have to have the rhythm, right? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it ever leaves, right? You either have it or you don't. He still got it. Just practicing the drums was kind of it's a little loud. The guitar is easier yeah. to transport. It's hard to take a drum yeah. the drums to a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. So after that uh, initial time and meeting each other in high school, how did you guys decide to? date and eventually get married so we went to different colleges you know trying to make sure this was where we wanted to go and, and we've just always gotten along we've shared a lot of interests and um it was just next thing to do so um we joke though because we have been married for quite a while even we're surprised at the number but you know i kind of joke that ken's not the man i married which is probably, which is not a bad thing no it's a good thing because um <laughs> because one, we've, we both allowed and encouraged each other to grow. He's been super supportive of my business and, you know, 100% behind it and wants me to succeed. But two, it used to be when we went out, the only thing he would order would be prime rib. And, yeah. and no he, weird food. No weird food. And he has uh, <laughs> definitely changed on that yeah. front. I'm curious of what your definition now of weird food is. I, you know, now I don't think I have a definition of weird food. Back then, it would have been anything other than meat and potatoes. <laughs> so when he embraced yeah. sushi, I thought, oh, he'll never go for sushi. And the first time he had sushi, he just he loved sushi. And so when he transitioned from prime rib to raw tuna, we knew he wasn't the man I married. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better version now. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a red, it's a red meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ken and Judy, when you first started living together, uh, were you married at this point? Was this pre-marriage? We, so, uh, because we went to separate colleges, we really didn't live together until we got married. And, um, Judy had graduated from what was the program? Dental hygiene. I was dental a dental hygienist program. before I be, got into nutrition. Yeah, so that was a two-year program, and I was in a four-year undergraduate. So my senior year, we got married and, and moved um, to Cheyenne, where Judy worked. And then I drove to Laramie, which is about 50 miles away, where the only university in Wyoming is located. And so, yeah, so we uh, went through my last year of undergraduate and three years of law school, and Judy worked, and I Went to school and commuted, and he jokes that he wanted a better roommate. He didn't yeah, well, like I did daughter, want a better roommate. So. I got a better roommate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear because it sounds like you guys were still students at the time when you got married, and this may have been one of your your first times living with another person other than maybe your roommate that didn't work out so well. So what was it like 
learning how to merge lifestyles together as a husband and wife? You know, it, it didn't, I mean, thinking back, it, it wasn't that difficult, I don't think. No, you just kind of do what you need to do. But yeah. even as we were getting married, the, the pastor who provided some counseling, he asked, you know, how are you going to adjust to Ken being in law school? And, and that was just kind of the focus. Ken studied a lot in law school. So that's what his job was. Um, I worked as a dental hygienist and, um, but you know, almost every evening he was in his library studying and, and, and we just knew that was, that was the course. That was gonna but, and we had dated for several years, five years before we got married, I think, because we started dating in high school, juniors in high school. So yeah. So by then we were, you know, we were pretty well merged already. Yeah. Awesome. So did you have any challenges when you first started living together other than being students? Uh, yeah. You know, probably being students was one of the biggest challenges, especially with Judy. I mean, Judy's, you know, in her profession and, and in real life and I'm still a student and studying a lot. And so, yeah, that was probably a challenge just trying to to lead a normal life and do the things that people in, in a profession do versus people who are in school and law school and studying all of the time. And, but yeah. And, so we, that, and we didn't like being poor. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't like that. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we had a, a, a destination on that journey and that was for Ken to be done. And so, so it worked out. So did you like have budget set up or anything particular that you were pretty regimented about when it came to watching your yeah, uh, finances? It's, it's funny. It's the, like a month before we were getting married, one of my <laughs> friend's parents said, so do you have your budget set? And we're like, budget? <laughs> no, never really thought about a budget. <laughs> yeah. Ken doesn't yeah. like that word. Yeah. So, but, we, yeah. so no, we just kind of watched our spending. And I mean, it, you know, it was probably dumb luck that we ever survived because we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's good that he's not the man I married. Yeah. <laughs> it's an improvement. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> So then, Judy, what made you decide that you were going to go back to school and uh, prolong this whole student life in your household? Yeah. So after Ken graduated, then we um, <clears throat> he started his, you know, with the law firm and um, and I I did a little bit more dental hygiene, but I just knew that wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, it wasn't creative. And a lot of people who come into the dentist's office aren't in a really good mood. So it just wasn't a good fit for me though I still teach people how to floss. But food has always been my first love. And so I just, you know, kept trying to think what would that look like? So then I left home and I went to the university and, um, and I thought I was going to be a teacher, but that, what, you know, that wasn't it either. So, so now I am a teacher of food and nutrition. So, so I got my bachelor's degree and then while I was there, my advisor said, you know, a master's degree is really what you need. And so I stayed for my master's degree and did my internship. So that's what I did. And I think the big question is, do you both floss on a regular basis? Yes. Yes, daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. It's like working out. You just get a routine. <laughs> All right. Well, now you're speaking. <laughs> so I... I always joke with people that like going to the dietitian is like going to the dentist because when you go to the dentist the night before you floss <laughs> right. your teeth, you, 
you do a whole rinse out, you use your Listerine, like you're ready to go. And I always joke when people come to see the dietitian, like the day or two before, it's like, I'm going to eat nothing but salads. I'm going to eat so well. doing it. (laughs) (laughs) You're busted. (laughs) You mean you can't cover up six months of coffee drinking in one flossing? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. no, or not flossing. Yeah. Ah, gosh darn it. I thought I had them all fooled. So now I know, Judy, you're very big into recipe development. Does that mean Ken is your quality control and recipe tester? Yes. Yeah. Ken, we joke, Ken loves food testing and food photography days because it always tastes really good. So he's always happy about that. So yesterday I was working with mangoes. So, you know, he's, all over that and tasting that. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is, I'm all over it. Yeah. So who is the food photographer in the house? I am. Ken has good photography skills, but because this is my business, I needed to learn how to, you know, take photos. And and I thought it would be more fun than it is. It's really nerve-wracking to take food photos because you have to think of the recipe, get the ingredients, cook the food, and then you hope that the light is going to be good when you're ready to shoot. And um, yeah, so, so that's just part it's of the thing. Stressful. So it is stressful. <clears throat> I thought it'd be more fun. But um, Ken still, he helps me and he does photography on his own. Yeah, when, when Judy started out with it, I, I probably, we probably used my photos more often than not. But now I don't even touch the camera. It just does it yeah. all. And and probably the photos have gotten better, quite honestly, too. I think yeah. I think they, they have to. They have to. You do it for long enough, you start to learn a few tricks over time. So do you have any favorite recipes of Judy's? Any favorite recipes of Judy's? You know, no, because everything she makes is great. And she doesn't really repeat very often. It's always something new and some little twist on this or that. And so whatever she is making is my favorite recipe, it seems. It is funny. People often ask, what is, you know, what's the favorite thing that I fix? And we don't eat the same thing twice very often because I am always playing with food. Yeah, probably, you know, the repeats, um, pizza, uh, do, you know, fairly often. I mean, once every couple of months of pizza. But the toppings always change. I I make sourdough. So I make a sourdough crust that's pretty good. But the toppings always change. But yesterday, Ken was making baked oatmeal. He eats that in the morning, every morning. And so he goes to my website to get the recipe to make the baked oatmeal, which is kind of funny because he's like, (laughs) he knows right where to go, Uh, he says. So I have a very important question. So with your pizza, are you red sauce only or do you go with white sauces sometimes, mix it up? We mix uh, it up. Yeah, we mix it up. Um, yeah. And actually, usually not a sauce necessarily. We'll do like, Judy makes a great crust and cook it on the grill and and uh, I'll just brush olive oil on it and then put on maybe some chopped tomatoes, maybe cook the tomatoes down a little bit and just, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make a real sauce, but it's just softer cooked tomatoes and, and uh anchovies or mushrooms or a clam pizza we love that oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah that's always an interesting one because like in here in new jersey we have no shortage of pizza places no shortage of great pizza places and there's always like the white pizzas and the red pizzas and i i love the sauce so much that i i can't just purely order 
like a white sauce pizza, you, no matter how good it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm sharing with somebody, then we can do red yeah. and white. Right. I, I, get, I get a little of everything. Yeah. We were I, I love a good ricotta pizza. Well, a couple years ago, and we have a photo of Ken with his first slice. Oh, yeah. We, we were great. in Brooklyn, yeah. but yeah, Brooklyn. that was fun. Yeah. Do you remember where you were? No. Brooklyn. That's okay. Okay. That's I didn't know if it was like a fame, like Grimaldi's is one of the famous ones from Brooklyn. And that's like the, like you don't order slices at Grimaldi's, you get a pizza. And so like a really brick nice oven. thin crust brick oven pizza that yeah. you get. So chewy, so delicious. Yeah. 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 All good. Um, I actually had a client uh, back when I worked in the advertising days. I had a client from California and he was obsessed with clam pizza. So it didn't matter where we went. We had to order. And I think uh, Lombardi's like that, like one one of the original pizzerias in New York City. And it didn't matter when he came into town. We had to get clam pizza from Lombardi's for this particular client. And it was always funny because a lot of times people would think it was mushrooms on top, so they would go to grab it, and they did were not expecting clams <laughs> in the bite. <laughs> so that was always a fun, yeah. I faced that skepticism to too, and we fixed it for friends, but then yeah. everyone loves oh gosh, it. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm kind of jealous about the grilling. That was one of last summer's big projects was learning how to grill pizza, and it, we still it, have some practice. It was some disaster. Yeah. So here's the trick for Ken. Yeah. So the trick is, because the crust gets sticky, you know, when you put it on the plate, so uh, roll it out on parchment, parchment, and then just slide that parchment with the crust right onto the grill, and eventually, and the parchment will start to kind of burn, but it'll loosen from the, uh, from the crust, and then just take the parchment out and finish the crust, and it works great. And then when you flip the pizza, that's when you put the toppings on. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so wait, so you slide the parchment. So the parchment is actually on, on the, the grill. The, the grill? Cooking and, and turning brown. And, and uh, but it just, as the crust starts to cook, the parchment, you know, the crust releases from the parchment and then just pull the parchment out. Oh, yeah, it's the way to do it. Just like you might use parchment when you bake cookies on a cookie sheet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I in my head, I picture the parchment like burning and no, sticking to the crust, no, but. Uh, no. Try it. It's the only way. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fail proof. That we're teaching a new Jersey boy how to make pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I know how to eat pizza really well. I never had <laughs> to uh, be. Oh, okay. Pizza. All right. I, I am the pizza. I am the pizza maker of the house. That and, one that's on the grill. And in the oven, I mastered it for some reason on the, on the grill. We were having such a hard time and mostly because the crust was sticking. And I read so many things online of secrets and tricks and throw it on and oil up the crust. And now we're just oh, going to put the parchment paper yeah. directly on. Yeah, yeah. We tried all that parchment. That's the we answer. had one oily disaster where you just kept oiling and oiling and oiling. And it was just and like, like, <laughs> like flames yeah. okay. shooting up Maybe out of the yeah. grill. This won't stick to the grill, but this isn't going to taste good. <laughs> so we had uh, some blackened Cajun pizza. Without the Cajun flavoring, just blackened. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna work on that. I'm pretty excited now to learn the secret well, to grill pizza. We just need to implement. Okay, we're, let's, we're grilling some pizza tonight. Let's let's not tell. Yeah, in the Arctic freeze, we're gonna grill some pizza. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. We're we're in the middle of a heat wave right now. It's like 32 degrees out there. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So I I'm actually pretty excited to hear that Ken 
will go onto your website and pick out a recipe rather than just being like, hey, Judy, will you make me that awesome baked oatmeal that is on your website? <laughs> well, that's the way it used to be. I yeah. was always making it. And he goes, you know, I think I could do yeah, that. Yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah. Judy travels uh, not a lot, but quite a bit. And so when she's gone, I fend for myself and her website is a great place to go. Nice plug. Nice plug for the website. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Now, Ken, were you always uh, handy in the kitchen or is that something that you learned over time? You know, no, I probably learned it over time. I was never resistant to, to being in the kitchen. I've always kind of liked that. And just um, over time, I've, I've developed probably more skill. Although I used to cook more than I do now. It seems that Judy's kind of taken over a lot of the cooking these days, probably because of your kind of change of career and being home more. But yeah, I like to cook. Do you have a special? He jokes his um, when I'm doing it, when I'm making something. His um, his goal is just not to screw it. Yeah, up. Not, not to screw it up. So you know, I'm not really the recipe developer, but I apply the heat pretty well, whether it's on the grill or skillet or in the oven or yeah, and that's where it's that's where the don't screw it up comes in. Mandy makes a great sous chef. She like does all the preparation and gets everything together, and then uh, I'll throw it on the grill. And I, I cook dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, we get that, and then Ken, yeah. will, Ken yeah. everyone will tell Ken what a great yeah, dinner. Yeah, when you have company, oh, yeah. Ken, oh, Ken, this is oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The grilling is always interesting because we fight over who technically did the cooking. Because in our house, the rule is whoever does the cooking, the other person does the dishes. So grilling becomes a gray area because Not technically, I. <laughs> I, I, in my head, I, I cook and prepare the food. You just applied heat. Yeah, that's an important part. Sometimes that can be a nine, 10 minute job right there. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, and the I'm, pressure. Oh my gosh. I'm glad Ken's on to baked oatmeal because one time we had people staying over and he decided he was going to make omelets and he was, he wanted to flip the omelet. I said, no, not a good idea. Oh no, I can do it. I know how to do it. So I watched the omelet flip up slide down the side of the stove you know, oh, onto the floor yeah. and everyone's uh, laughing, you know, and I'm like, everyone but Judy. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, had, who had to clean that up? Though? Yeah, uh, I think I did. <laughs> um, I think that's the dog's job at that point. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, that was pre dog. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So other than throwing omelets on the floor, <laughs> How else does nutrition, fitness, wellness fit into your life? And how has it evolved over time? Well, from the food perspective, I said, you know, I've always played with food. In fact, when I was a 10-year-old, I would just pour over the Betty Crocker cookbook. And I wanted a recipe for my slumber party, my birthday party. And I, I had ice cream stuffed cantaloupe. And the other guests didn't like that quite so much. So, so I've evolved there. But you know, over time, as you know, the more I know about nutrition and food and my recipes just got better for you. I, I love delicious food. I just, you know, that's one of my greatest joys in life is eating and, and enjoying the food. So last night we had friends and my sister over for dinner and I just love sitting around the table and, and visiting. So, so the recipes have gotten healthier as I've, you know, learned more. And, and that's been for a long, long time. We're both pretty fit and keep our weight under control. And I think what's probably changed more since we married was our, our fitness routine. We're, we're pretty active and, and we do different things, but 
I'm going to let Ken share how fitness came to be in his life. So before I get to that, I'll just talk about the food a little bit. So, um, you know, some people have a sweet tooth. Well, I had a fat tooth and I was like, oh my gosh, it, you know, I had to have meat with every meal. And, and, you know, if it was kind of closer to bacon than, you know, something more lean, that was even better. And then kind of, you know, Judy being the primary food preparer, that wasn't really to her taste. And so I've really discovered that, you know, you can really enjoy eating and not have to have that really high fat stuff. And we still eat plenty of beef and chicken and fish and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, we had yeah. sliders last night with pimento cheese on oh, yeah. them. And yeah, that was, it was great. really yeah. yummy. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for my fitness, Judy has always been pretty much, you know, somebody to go and exercise or work out or do something like that. And so, and she would do it at home and she would have, I don't know, a video or a DVD or whatever it was. And I'd usually sit and watch her do it. And, uh, and, she, and, and a lot of times, you know, yeah, they, they took spectator yeah, sport yeah. to well, a new level. She would, she would do it in the evening. So I'd get home from work and she'd already be doing it. And I'd sit down and have a beer and just, Visit with her while she. This is she finished. This is great entertainment. <laughs> Nothing better than working out, having somebody watch you drinking <laughs> yeah, a beer, yeah. Yeah. drinking a beer while he's catching. Well, he's <laughs> who needs Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and so, and then usually I got up in the morning before her, and I'd go into the bathroom, and I'd you know sit on the edge of the tub with my electric razor and shave, and and just kind of you know it occurred to me one day that really I'm spending a lot of time just kind of sitting around watching Judy work out or, <laughs> or sitting on the edge of the tub shaving. And, you know, there's probably time there that I could make the workout. So we just kind of adjusted our routine a little to, I started doing the routine that Judy was doing over the morning at home. I called it her chick workout that, um, that was, <laughs> and as I started doing it, I'm like, man, these chicks work out really hard. <laughs> it was a pretty good workout. <laughs> and so now that's, is what it uh, Richard Simmons or uh, Jane, like, Jane, Jane Fonda? Fonda? <laughs> like, who, who, who was your go-to? Uh, so it was originally it was Denise Austin, yeah, Denise Austin, and now it's Sharon Mann and Steph Jones for yoga. Yeah, so and it's you know it's just a great workout, and it's we do a 20, 30 minute workout and then walk the dog for fifteen or twenty minutes. So and it's just right. I mean it's. It's making me feel fit and it's, you know, I'm kind of losing the, well, I haven't had a spare tire for quite some time. I think yeah. you're officially our first um, video fitness couple, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just proof that like, you find it just works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for both of us, it's just so much more convenient to work out at home and not have to go to the gym and, you know, really carve out time. I talk a lot about you know, nutrition and health. And Ken is always nudging me. Tell them it doesn't have to be that hard. Tell them they can fit it in. So this is a great platform for him to share his own Yeah, story. and spread, spread the word. Yeah. So how many days a week do you guys do a video? Five. Wow, that's good. He does five. I do seven. Every day. Every day. So do you guys have any favorites? Because I like to include in the show notes what are some of some tried and true recommended fitness workouts out there and videos or DVDs or DVR, whatever's out there now. So our current rotation, we have a DVD set 
with Sharon Mann and she um, and Ken plans the vid- the workout, which is so funny because even at night, sometimes I'll joke. And I said, what's our torture tomorrow? He's, and he'll go, well, I think we're going to do abs and weights tomorrow. OK. Um, and then this year we've been doing Steph Jones, um, mm-hmm. an online program that is a, a yoga program that is tough. Yeah, it's a six week transformational yoga program. So we were in the car one day and I was listening to a podcast and I heard an interview with Steph and I turned off the podcast and I said to Ken, I I think I have a new thing I'm going to try. And it's this transformational yoga. And I said, are you in? He goes, yeah, let's give it a go. So it's been going good. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So we'll we'll include links to to both of those. So the Steph Jones is an online program and then the Sharon Mann are DVDs. Right. Yes. And I love that Ken is the one who puts the workout together. Yeah, it does help to have a buddy. I mean, we were talking about that, that, you know, when I travel, sometimes he'll sleep in and skip. But, you know, just the little bit of a nudge of having a workout buddy helps both of us. Mm -hmm. But before we do our workout, we have a cappuccino. (laughs) That Ken makes. Yeah. So we went to Italy, oh my gosh, years ago. And every morning, Ken would go down to the bar on the corner and have a cappuccino. And I would never drink coffee. And I said, and he would say, you know, I think you might like this. You, you ought to come down. I don't really like coffee. I'll finish doing my hair. And so he'd go down. And, and then one morning I walked in the bar <laughs> and, um, and fell in love with Italian cappuccino. So our souvenir at the airport was a cappuccino maker. We carried it on and put it under the seat of the airplane. I think we're on our sixth. Yeah, probably at least. That first one was a La Pavoni, which is, <clears throat> it's the one with the big handle that sticks up and a and a kind of heater, you know, metal bottle looking thing. And you push the handle down and it was really cool. And it made great cappuccino. But that was and it sounds like at the time, like it wasn't you could it wasn't like you could just get a cappuccino maker here in the U.S. like at, at it, Walmart. It or something. wasn't as common. Yeah, it wasn't, and we had never shopped because I wasn't a coffee drinker. Yeah, but this was probably ninety four, ninety five. I said, "Oh, this will be a good uh, souvenir." Yeah. So what happened is it changed our whole it changed our whole life really because we started to get up earlier, and Ken would make a cappuccino in mugs that we brought home from Italy. So we still each have our own special Italian mug. And um, and where we used to just get up and kind of, you know, like pass in the hall and, you know, go to our closets and start getting ready. Now we meet in the living room or the sunroom and have a have this cappuccino and it could be pitch black in the winter or it could be when the sun's coming up, but our pets come in with us and it's kind of a big family time of just waking up and enjoying a cup of coffee. And then we go get ready for our workout and then workout begins. Wow. That's quite a routine. That's a, that's a morning routine right there. <laughs> I, it yeah, works for us. I, I love that. And especially because so many people find that nighttime is their time to reconnect and talk about the day and have dinner together. So I love that that's really how you start your morning out is having that time together, just kind of sit, relax, chat. I like, we don't do it very often, but there's some mornings where we'll sit and have breakfast together. And it's kind of a nice little change up to the normal routine of running around in the morning and who's going to work out and who's taking Shiva out for walks and getting ready for work. 
and rushing around. So that's a nice. Yeah. So we get up early enough to to make that work. And, and we both really like mm-hmm. that. Do you have any secret um, top secret cappuccino hints? I mean, I'm, I'm learning so much here. I've learned. I learned about pizza. <laughs> well, we, we already gave up the pizza yeah. thing. You know, where do we? The, where do you want? The secret ingredient to cappuccino is yeah. No, here's this. The real secret is temperature. So yeah. Ken still uses thermometer in foaming the milk too. Um, and good coffee helps. Yeah. But yeah, we don't put any flavor in it. It's just espresso and foamed milk and and a little sugar. It's great. Love it. And it sounds like you guys have been through several cappuccino makers at this point. So what what is your tried and true recommendation at this point? We're on a Breville. Uh, yeah, Breville. Breville. Yeah, we really like it. It's it's one that grinds the beans. And uh, so, yeah, so it's always fresh ground beans. So this is how much we like to have a cappuccino in the morning. We have a, um, a bumper pull trailer, an RV kind of thing. that. We have a cappuccino maker in the RV. Wow. And we had a, we can got a generator. Yeah, because we go to the mountains where you can't plug in. So we have to have a generator so we can run the cappuccino maker. Yeah, that's like the number one thing is it's a coffee maker in the trailer. And we, you know, we're not trailering a lot, but uh, whenever we go, so the cappuccino. So I don't camp i don't typically you know do a lot of wilderness outside activities i would totally come glamping in your rv yeah, well, that's what we are mandy we are glampers yeah yeah <laughs> that fits my lifestyle cappuccino in the morning go outside get some nice fresh air and then um, go back and have another and be cup home of in cappuccino. Time for cocktails yeah 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 so i like how you guys literally i like how you roll yeah thanks <laughs> yeah. we do too <laughs> I think what's amazing is how travel influences people's coffee drinking habits. Because like you said, before you went to Italy, that wasn't really a thing. We went to Hawaii and Kona. And ever since that trip, we bought a French press. We bought a coffee grinder. And it is just a world of difference now when it comes to having coffee at home. I even uh, I went to Brazil for a business trip and came back with uh, Brazilian coffee beans. And uh, I, I found out that Brazil is the leading producer in the world of coffee. And some, so sometimes people think like quantity over quality, but there's actually some good Brazilian coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, that, you know, and I, anywhere I go, if I happen to run across some coffee beans, I'll pick them up. Yeah, we do that as well. Yeah. Although with espresso, um, you know, it's a special. I mean, I don't know that the bean is special, but the roast is special. And so you can't always get espresso roasted beans in a lot of countries right that probably the beans come from there but the roasting is not right for espresso right so i, I teased judy when she started drinking espresso that she went she didn't go for the 50 cent cup of joe she went straight for the, <laughs> the expensive <laughs> stuff <laughs> well that's the good stuff that's yeah. right i figure i have good taste gotta be a little snobby there yeah um so i am so fascinated that the amount of traveling that you guys have done together. What are some of your favorite places that you've been? And let's talk about the food. What are some of the best food places you visited? We went to Italy years ago and, and Ken was a little reluctant to even go because he didn't speak Italian. So he didn't know. Back if he, in my meat and potato days. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know if he could navigate a country he couldn't speak in. But once he went, he figured out he could do this successfully. And 
we both love the food in Italy and in fact have been back multiple times because we just felt comfortable in Italy. We thought our people were from Italy, but after doing 23 and me, we realized we're not Italian. But um, <laughs> and that's okay. But we um, were recently in the Yucatan in Merida and just really enjoyed exploring the ingredients in the Yucatan and cooking with them while we were there. So, so right now we're on a, on a taco kick <laughs> and, um, and Ken has turned into a salsa making machine. He's roasting tomatillos and garlic and all sorts wow, of things. So, yeah. yeah, those are We're nice. coming over for dinner. All right, okay. all right. <laughs> I was going to ask if you're on like a chocolate cacao kick from your, from your travel to the Yucatan. We did visit a, a, a Chocolate museum. Yeah, a chocolate museum and, you know, learn more about the process and stuff. We did bring home some chocolate, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Willy Wonka in... Uh... <laughs> no, they, they don't do Willy Wonka quite like we do Willy Wonka. Yeah. But, yeah. Nice. And, um, okay, so what the taco kick, any any favorite combos in the taco world? Let's see. So Great tortillas. That's the key. New on my blog is a spinach and mushroom taco which um, is really quick to fix and, um, and really like the, the meatiness of the mushrooms, but the lightness of the meal. And then we also, when we were down there, we made a shrimp salad taco that was really just delicious. And then I made a pineapple salsa to put on it. So like I said, I'm always playing with food in the taco filling too. I already know what taco is about to ask, so yeah. go for it. So, the, Ken, you mentioned the great tortillas. So the, the million-dollar question is corn or flour? Okay, so before going to Merida, I was probably more flour. Just the corn was too dry, and it didn't, I didn't like the taste. But, oh, my gosh, getting fresh tortillas down there, corn. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I'm with you. You answered correctly. You <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. So, I mean, I'm... Uh, I am of Mexican heritage. My mom uh, was born and raised in Mexico, and she would make fresh, homemade corn tortillas, and there was nothing like it. Oh, my gosh. You can't, you cannot beat that. No, exactly. So jealous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We bought, we made some while we were down there, And, and, and what we learned is when you're shopping for tortillas, you look for the brown specks in the yellow corn tortillas, because then you really know you're getting an authentic masa. And it makes a world of difference in the mm-hmm. flavor. And then heat it on like a cast iron griddle to get, oh my gosh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. you're on it. All right. <laughs> sell you. Okay. <laughs> so pizza and taco, what's next? Yeah. Have you tried making your own tortillas? Not, not a, since we've been home. We did do it while we were in the Yucatan. Uh, Ken was pretty darn good, pretty at, good it, at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we occasionally have, uh, have dabbled with it, um, but I think we've, so there was a restaurant that we used to live near, a Mexican restaurant, and we used to be able to get like a dozen or 10 tortillas for like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Like just go in and they had made. And so I think we got spoiled by that. And so we never we kind of got out of the rhythm of actually making them on ourselves. And I don't know. like we Yeah. Just- well, combination of that. Plus, for me, usually when we have tacos, that's like a. I need a really quick dinner and I'm going to run to the store and pick up the corn tortillas and fish and, and throw it all together. Taking uh, or taking the time to make the tortillas. I mean, that's probably adding 
maybe another hour or so of time onto the process because it's making the the dough and rolling it all out and then flattening it and then doing it in the pan. So it, it's a process. Yeah. It's it's a delicious process, and that's that's more of a weekend type of activity. And, but then you go, really, you're going to eat five of those? <laughs> you yeah. know how long that took today? <laughs> five tortillas? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. And again, this is just a, a practice thing, because when I make them, for some reason, I can make great, like teeny tiny little like cocktail size tacos. But for some reason, I can't get them to get to a bigger size. They like. Yeah, that's called the street taco. So you're right on. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, I mean, practice yeah. makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to go back to the kitchen, Dave. <laughs> Back to making those handmade yeah. tacos. Hechos de manos. Hechos de manos. Hechos de manos. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, it sounds like you guys have definitely evolved over the years as far as your nutrition, health, wellness, is particularly doing it together. So there's a lot of young couples out there that are listening to this podcast. What is some advice that you give to some of the you know, younger couples or even newer couples that maybe don't have an act together quite like you guys have established over the years? I, I think you really have to find what works. And what worked for us is to do it at home and to nudge each other. You know, Ken spent years struggling trying to find a, a thing to do. I like to play tennis. So I, you know, I joined a league and, and that helps me socialize and be active and, and makes activity fun. And getting a dog helps because someone has to walk the dog. So um, I think just really trying to find what's, what you like to do helps you stay on track. Yeah, I think, I mean, what we do works for us, whether it works for everybody, I don't know. I mean, you know, somebody who's into CrossFit and somebody who just wants to do a regular workout routine couldn't do what we do because we work out together but yeah just find what works and the consistency helps us you know we just know that's our morning routine so we're gonna do that and and then we've got then it's over and we don't have to try to fit it into the day later when your day really gets away from you good shoes too oh you know is there anything better than really great socks and some good tennis shoes (laughs) you know it just feels so good to wrap your feet in those my primary exercise is yoga, which I love because I can just be barefoot and I don't have oh, to no wear no. wear shoes and and sneakers. Now, I, you know, I always I always complain when the winter time comes because our laundry just exponentially grows because of the socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an extra layer. Just for 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 the record, my sock wearing does not change in the winter time. Well, maybe it does because I wear a lot of flip flops, but I still have to go to work and wear socks. Right. But then in the in the summertime, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're wearing flip flops mostly in the summertime. I can see that being a downside laundry, sock laundry. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it stinks, but I I do agree. And anytime you can get some new fitness gear, I think is always something super exciting. I think it's even more motivational because then you want to use it more often. Yeah, she's obsessed with yoga pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yo- yoga pants are my version of your tennis sneakers. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if I really have, like, I just like to wear color. That's my thing. Um, but I'm. It's not like any. It's not necessarily a specific color or. Yeah. Like a. I won't be wearing black and gray a whole lot. Like just those two colors. Which helps because sometimes I drive by your. Not like to be a weird stalker, but I just my. <laughs> 
yoga class might get out about 30 minutes or so before you're done. And when it's nice and your class is working outside, I'll drive by and I'm like, yep, there's taco. (laughs) (laughs) I'm easy to spot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one other thing we've done, um, we've started snowshoeing and we've, that's fun. And it's something that we can't do together on the weekend and we're not too far from a place to, to go to snowshoes. So, you know, I guess just looking for, um, Things to do out that are active right. helps. So being in Wyoming, do you prefer to do things that are more cold weather outdoor activities or more warm weather outdoor activities? Well, I joke about, you know, how good a pair of socks and tennis shoes feel. I pr- much prefer no socks and warm weather. So <laughs> Wyoming does have beautiful summers and, and we love to be outside. We don't have humidity and we have beautiful skies. And so it's really nice to be outside and it cools off at night so you can sleep. But um, yeah, I'm but, more of a... But Judy, yeah, Judy said, you know, if we're going to live where it's snowy and cold several months of the year, we should do activity that takes us mm-hmm. outside and that we can enjoy it. So, Yeah. So, and we're not downhill skiers; we're cross country skiers. See, so you've adapted to the environment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. You guys get out. We are not cold weather people at all, so the thought of being outside and in the cold is slightly less enticing. Yeah, we're not skiers of any sort. Snowshoeing has never happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> we we will not be going towards colder weather when we go. On vacation. <laughs> Always the opposite. <laughs> Well, this week, the dog was nudging me. He wanted to go out for a walk in the afternoon. It was cold and windy and dark. And I said to Ken that night, I said, next time we want a dog, let's don't teach him how to go for walks. Because (laughs) (laughs) if if he hadn't been nudging, I wouldn't have been outside. Well, when you come to Wyoming, make it in the summertime. Will do. I I think, yes, that's definitely most of those places. Um, Okay, I like to do a little... um, I call it the lightning round with our couples just to kind of get some quick responses as uh, not necessarily how well do you know each other, but just always interested to hear the responses. So, um, Judy, if you're off traveling, what are some of the meals that Ken would make for himself if he if he's by himself or what would he eat? Oh, at home, he would make a, a clam sauce. Red clam sauce is his go to thing. Sometimes he steams mussels. So I have to know. In Wyoming, where do you, where are you getting clams and mussels from? The mussels come frozen, and the clams come in a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I ask, I mean, we live by the Jersey Shore, right? right yes, yeah, there's yeah. there's always uh, fresh local fish and th- and oysters and clams and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. And it, uh, I guess when you co- come from this environment, you're like, wait, what? Like, if you're not near the water, how do you get things from the water? Yeah. Frozen. Yeah, we get fresh. We get fresh occasionally. We were in Jackson. I had some work up there. Jackson's in Wyoming. And uh, I had some work up there about a year ago, and there was a lawyer from the East Coast. And and uh, we went out to dinner with him, and, and, he, and there was fresh fish on the menu. And he's like, where do they get the fresh fish? And I'm like, you know how you got here? That's how that fish got here, too. <laughs> Flown in there. <laughs> Flew it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but when I'm gone, Ken's not going to the store to go to the fish counter. He's like, what's in the freezer or in the cupboard? Yeah, so I can yeah we'll have something. frozen fish. All right, well, it works. Ken, would you describe Judy as neat or messy? Uh, neat, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's very neat. Although um, we both sometimes are stackers. So, you know, we'll get our 
little papers that we intend to go through soon, and they stay there for days, weeks. Yeah, we have um, not tamed the paper tiger. No, yeah. yeah. But no, she's neat. I always like to ask this question because especially you guys have been together for 40 plus years and you've accumulated a lot of stuff. Do either of you have like a, an article of clothing? You're like, I, I when they're not looking one day, I'm just going to throw this thing away, like an old T-shirt. Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a funny question. And I can't think of anything that he wears that annoys me. Well, yeah, but so Judy, like every three or four years, goes through our closets, which basically means going through my closet, and we call out the stuff that I don't need anymore. So I think she's already done that just routinely. It's not like I'm the yes. closet yes, Nazi. I mean, we do it together. But, you know, if it's if pleated pants are, you know, so far out of fashion, we ought not be hanging on to pleated pants anymore so, or cuffed pants or whatever. She's only looking out for your yeah, best interest, Ben. Yeah. Sometimes when he goes to work, I says, I say, is anyone going to see you today? <laughs> yes, that is the end. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I forgot to ask about your guitar. Play- that was like one of the top things I wanted to talk about, your guitar playing. So, Ken, let's hear about um, being the guitar playing lawyer. Well, so um, I was originally my musical interest was drumming. And uh, I was in high school and college. I was in a band, and I was the drummer. That was great fun. And um, but during that time, I just started playing the guitar and and just migrated to that exclusively now. And and uh, so I was in a band in my adult years as a guitarist. And but the coolest thing, Taco was in the like pre-show talking about where I had played when I was in this band. I learned I play a six string, but in the band, I learned to play a bass guitar for one set. So the guy that was on bass could switch to the six string. So I learned to play bass guitar. And I met this guy in Nashville who was a talent manager who had a talent who needed a bass guitarist for um, a performance at the Grand Ole Opry. So he called me to come out and um, go to the Grand Ole Opry and perform with this guy. And as it turned out, he didn't get on the stage but we had a dressing room backstage, and and that was during this event called Fanfare, and and uh, this was many years ago. But Faith Hill was there, and Tim McGraw, and the Dixie Chicks, and I don't, and we were all just kind of roaming around backstage, you know, hanging out, and right. yeah. So that that was pretty cool. Wow, that's a good story. Yeah, it was great. That's amazing. So, what is your favorite thing to play on guitar? You know. Yeah, I, I make up songs, so I play a lot of my own songs or, you know, I'm probably more the kind of leaning toward country-ish sort of music, but yeah. And I have, I have more guitars than I need. I have several acoustic guitars and a couple of electric guitars. And And what color is that? I have a pink electric guitar with sparkles. Oh my gosh. Pink glitter. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's a bedazzled guitar. It's yeah. like the unicorn guitar. <laughs> it's it's not really it's it's more rose colored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah today yeah. today it's rose. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I see when Ken Ken plays a guitar every day, and that is his. It takes him away. You know, it it's kind of like yoga, Mandy. You know, where you go to you know clear your brain, and that's what happens when Ken plays the guitar. 
he can do it for 10 minutes and it just really takes him to a different place mentally. So it's, I, I see that as a, a really positive. It's yeah, good therapy thing for him. Yeah. That's awesome. So Judy, do you have a, uh, a favorite song that Ken plays? Yeah, he writes songs. So he recently wrote a song that's an ode to a guitar. And a, a friend of ours built Ken a guitar. And so as a thank you to the guitar builder, he wrote a song, ode to a, a love song to a guitar. And it is really, really clever. And it's about how he can pick up this guitar and the guitar will take him anywhere he wants to go. It really is a lovely song. And you think it's, people think it's a love song to me, but what it <laughs> turns out to be, it's, it's this love song to this hand-built guitar that is really clever. Is there a recording of this that exists anywhere? Uh, uh, yeah, we do have a recording and he actually performed it on stage at the Hootenanny in, in Dornans in Jackson, Wyoming. And it, it was really super fun, kind of an open mic night. And he performed that and the guitar builder was there too. So it was really, really a fun night. I'm like, how do we get a hand? How do we get our hands on this and <laughs> add this to the show notes? <laughs> Let's see if we can send a link in the show notes. Yeah. But he, he's also done some you know, medleys. So I have a webinar on my website and he, he did the intro to the web, you know, to the webinar. So it, because he's so musical, he goes, you know, I think you need a musical intro here. So, so he wrote that for me. So kind of fun, kind of fun to have a lawyer and a musician in the house. Yeah. Look at all this. Well, first and foremost, being a solopreneur, having a lawyer built into your home is pretty gosh darn oh, it handy. Sure is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Should I be an LLC? Should I be solo? What should I be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I show up yeah, contracts. No. All the money, all the money you have saved over the years yeah. from having, <laughs> from being married to a lawyer. He's really good about it, but you know, I'll get a contract and he's reviewing my contract. So yeah, it is handy. I recommend one. <laughs> all right. So if you're not dating a lawyer currently, Judy highly recommends that you date, marry a lawyer <laughs> in your right. life. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to ask about, and this was something that kind of came haphazardly through one of the last email exchanges we had. Can we talk about beekeeping? We're all a buzz about it. Yeah, let's do. What <laughs> 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 what started it? What do you do? I'm, I'm assuming, do you make honey with your yeah, Our honey's bees? pretty prolific. So, so we live on five acres. And so we have space. And I know what's going on with the bee population. It's decreasing. And I thought maybe we could be part of the solution. So I, there's a group here in our town that meets their local beekeepers. And one night I went to the beekeeper meeting and I came home and I told Ken, I had this great idea. We should be beekeepers. And I could and see, like, what? I could see his look on his face was like, oh my gosh, really? Now yeah. what? And, and he was not keen on it because in the back of his mind, he's going, they sting. They, <laughs> they're not good. And, you know, it's one more thing to do, but, but we, he, so yeah, we, but now, yeah, we both just really embraced it. It's, it's a great pastime and, but they do sting. <laughs> <laughs> they do. How many times have you been stung? I've probably, I don't know, a dozen. Yeah. They're typically not aggressive. Yeah, not they're really not aggressive. And we have bee suits and hats and, you know, we wear all the, the beekeeper garb, but Ken really is our head beekeeper. So from being reluctant, he's gone completely the other way. And he really, really enjoys 
learning from the bees and taking care of them. But even better is the product. We love our honey and having, you know, endless amounts makes it pretty, pretty sweet in the kitchen. So yeah, we play with honey quite a bit. So um, Ken's a pretty good bartender and I made a honey, like a honey simple syrup instead of sugar, used honey with the water. Um, that just a one-to-one ratio that you heat slowly. But he's used that in cocktails. And it really adds a nice, nice flavor. Ken, you are like a modern-day Renaissance man. Lawyer, <laughs> you're in charge of the workouts, you're a keeper. And then, like, what really caught me, got me at the end there is you make cocktails, too. Like, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, his old-fashioned, his old-fashioned. I don't think can be beat. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I hear well, an old of fashioned a, off coming. I'm, all, I'm a Manhattan guy. Yeah. Well, you can do that. Usually because, uh, like, I guess with old fashions, there's a couple things that kind of get weird. It's like the muddling of the fruit, and then, like, sometimes they're a little too sweet for me versus like a Manhattan, which is more like the spice with the rye and, and things like that. But if it's a wet, like, a really well made old fashioned, trumps. All right. Okay. We got right. it. Well, I'm, go- I'm going to request Ken to make me a bee's knees. I don't like a lot of g- gin drinks, but that's one of the few because it's gin, honey, and lemon. Yeah. So okay. That's that's my request. And that's right. good. Yeah. yeah. When we come over for, for, for when we right. for when we invite ourselves over. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> so that's that's amazing. Um, making your own honey. Um, do you guys have a grill the honeycomb? No, and we don't get honeycomb out of our, because it takes them so long to be so long to make the comb, especially out here because the season's short, that we just kind of cut the ends off of the cap and then spin it and spin the honey out and then put the comb back in the hive so that they can make new honey in that. So we don't take the comb. That's awesome. I would love to make my own honey. Yeah. And I really don't like to eat the comb because it's so waxy. You know, it's kind of like chewing on a wax ball. So I'd just rather have a spoonful of honey. That's nice. I would. I would like to some, to make some homemade honey. I'm pretty jealous. I don't want to get stung. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Ken didn't either, Taco. Yeah. <laughs> you wear the suit. I guess I'm, I'm like Ken in one way. Like, if you get me into something or if I get into something, like, I'm going to be the expert at it. I don't know if podcasting is a really good example of that, but... <laughs> in other facets you're, of my life. you're still looking for your <laughs> yeah, thing huh? yeah I'm, I'm finding my groove uh my my i'm finding my voice <laughs> yeah good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right well judy you have um very graciously offered to do a giveaway of your book can you tell us a little bit about your um book the six-week guide to live best simple solutions for fresh food and well-being live best seasonally yeah so i so my first book was live best seasonally kind of to help people live with vitality. And that's an ebook. It's available on my website. But then, Mandy, you probably know this, being a dietitian, people always ask, what do you eat? Or tell me what to eat. Or they just stand next to you and watch what you eat. <laughs> yeah, I've had people, you know, hide from me at the grocery store, or, you know, seek me out. I was recently at the grocery store. I write a column in the newspaper and this, I walked into the grocery store and this woman looked up, she goes, are you Judy Barb? I said, yes, I am. She said, I'm making your recipe right now. (laughs) And she was buying the ingredients for it. And it was fun for me, but it was really fun for her too. And so anyway, yeah, people just, they want a nudge. They, you know, want to know some better choices. And, and so I just started to write that down and, and that became your six week guide to live best. And the fresh food part is 
I kind of, I joke, my secret sauce is realistic food solutions. And I just like to help people solve the problem of what's for dinner. And, um, and, and the well-being part is how we feed our soul. And that's through connection with others, learning, laughing, volunteering, appreciating, you know, whether it be the sunset, a great bite of food or something really funny. And so soul food is sprinkled in throughout the book. And that is what really resonates with people. They love the the soul food part of the book. And I've always been a reader. I'm a cookbook collector. And and it's really fun to have author behind my name. You know, not many people can say that. And I I love being an author. So I'm in the middle of um, updating my book right now and going to have that ready fairly soon. But I think writing the book was more fun than updating the book, but still, still fun. Nice. So we are actually going to be doing a giveaway. And if you stay tuned to the end of the show, we'll give you guys some information about that for the book giveaway. So you can head on over to our Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials and find out how you can go ahead and win a copy of Judy's book, a signed copy of Judy's book at that. That's right. I'll sign it and ship it off. So stay tuned for how you can win that. Last thing I'll ask you guys, do you have any final advice, information out there for couples who are looking to kind of get their acts together when it comes to their health and wellness or final words of wisdom? Find what works. I mean, that's what I eventually did. Yeah. And you've been doing that for about 20 years. Yeah. 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 You know, Ken and I love to, we've joked he's not the man I married and I'm, I'm glad he's not. And I'm glad I'm not. We've grown a lot and we continue to enjoy each other. We enjoy exploring. We laugh a lot. And honestly, it helps to have a partner who, um, makes you a better version of yourself, which Ken does that for me. He's, so patient and um he wants he wants me to succeed and and that really makes life sweeter and that we laugh together is makes it life funnier so we like that a lot yeah Yeah. i think it's good that's beautiful i love that judy you have so much great information you have so many awesome recipes where can we find you in the social realm and online world so my website is live best The tagline is you must be present to win. And that means that you show up in your own life to live life you want to live. So uh, livebest.info is my website. I'm on Pinterest and Instagram. Those are my primary social media outlets because food just looks better on those platforms. So I guess first first place is is go to my website, livebest.info. Nice. And you also have some great resources. So in addition to your book, you also have some other great resources available on your website as well. Yeah, I've got some free downloads. People want to solve the breakfast problem. I've got that. I have an equipment list. What what are some good kitchen tools, a grocery shopping list to help you live better? Also on my website, I have a six-week webinar. It's for a reboot for people who might want to um, just kind of nudge themselves in, in a better direction. On my website, I post a recipe every week or two and really focus on you know, better for your foods that taste good too. You know, I love delicious food, but I want my food to promote health too. Okay. Love it. Well, thank you guys both so much for taking the time out to chat with us today and our listeners. You, both of you are just fascinating people. You have so many amazing gifts to offer 
both to each other as well as out there into the world. And I can't wait to see what's next on your list for the next 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to both of you. It was, a, it was really fun to, yeah, it was to a lot of fun. see you and meet you. All right, Taco, what do you think? That was a great interview. That was a great, I, you can like, I could see you're like, I got to go out and hang out with Ken. He plays guitar. <laughs> yeah. He makes cocktails. Ken's getting a call once we uh, come out to Wyoming. When we cross Wyoming off the list, yep. we're going to come out and visit. All right. Well, you got all of Judy's information for how to connect with her, how to get some of her amazing recipes, and um, also how to learn from her from her webinar and as far as getting a free copy of her book, head on over to our Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials for information about the giveaway. Um, you can follow me, you can follow Judy, and um, we'll, we'll get you one lucky winner, a copy of the book. If you would like to learn a little bit more about how to connect as a couple in your health and wellness realm, you can head on over to nutritionnuptials.com to learn more about nutrition, health, wellness as a couple can follow me over in uh, social media world. As I mentioned, our Instagram is at nutrition underscore nuptials. And then you can follow Mandy, the dietitian over at uh, Mandy and right RD on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. If you are enjoying the show and you'd like to give us a little bit of some love, you can head over to iTunes, drop a review, give us some stars. We love the more stars, the better. Five. Taco says five. I agree. Five stars only. We're on the same page with that. Five stars. And if you'd like to be an extra special so show supporter, you can head over to Patreon and support the show at patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials, where you can become a show supporter starting as little as a dollar a month, $5 and $10. We have lots of great goodies for all of our supporters. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about that, head on over to Patreon. And you can also get more information about our show, as well as some of the references that we talked about today with, with Judy and Ken over on our show notes, nutritionnuptials.com slash podcast. All right. Well, with that said, we had one heck of a double date. I hope uh, it's inspired all of you guys to get out there, maybe set the alarms a little earlier, get up in the morning, have a freshly made cappuccino, cappuccino. by your significant other and get ready to do a workout video and head out into the world. Or whatever works for you. Yes. So thanks again so much for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever after. Adios, amigos. 